0: lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 53 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Tony. And we talked about a topic that I love dearly, which is the possibility for women to learn to live their dreams, and to really make life by design rather than by default. And Tony is such a master at this topic, and she herself came from a very difficult set of circumstances immigrating to Canada from a foreign country as a single mom of a young child. And she shares how her struggles and difficulties early on in life actually helped her shape her path and now propelled her into a wonderful, wonderful career. We talk about so many things and I'm just so excited to share this with you today. And we talked about looking at life, looking for fulfillment, Finding love and passion for what we do, but specifically discovering what is that process to get you there, especially if you find yourself in a job or a life that you don't necessarily love every minute of it. Tony has wonderful prompts and she also shares how she does the reflections herself through a process that it was new to me that sounds amazing called meditative. Journaling. So we go through what does that look like and how she does so. And I also um, talked to Tony about giving ourselves permission to do what we love and look over our lives, take inventory, and make choices towards what really you know makes our hearts sing. And she gave such a beautiful perspective on this topic and very very valuable tips and steps we can all take. To start living our lives and living our dreams. So, let me introduce you to Tony. Tony teaches service based female entrepreneurs a step by step process that shows them where and how to find their perfect clients. From being broke and jobless, single mom in a foreign country, to working for her dream Fortune 100 company and running her own business. Tony has seen it all. She exemplifies her belief that anything is possible if you chase a big vision backed by a solid strategy. Tony is a coach, speaker, and author who has helped hundreds of small business owners grow their business and their confidence. Here is Tony. Welcome, Tony. I am so pleased to have you here with us today at the podcast.
1: Welcome. Thank you so much, Juliana. I am thrilled to be here with you because uh, I know that you do so much great work. So sharing this platform uh, is just amazing. Thank you. My pleasure. And I'm very
0: excited. Our topic of conversation today is very near and dear to my heart. So looking forward to it. But before we jump in, I'd love to ask the guests,
1: what does confidence mean to you? Hmm, that is a very deep question. And I love that you asked that because for me, confidence is being secure in who I am and to be able to bring my message to the world and not worry about what other people are thinking because we kind of think through our own filters. So I want to be able to project my secure message, um, to people because I know that there is someone there. will resonate with that so i'm absolutely confident that no matter what my message is if it's authentic it's going to resonate with someone so to me i think that is confidence i
0: love it's beautiful and it's so true the way i almost feel what you just said is it's almost like the closer we work towards being the most authentic expression of ourselves without all the editing and you know things that we Are taught or believe we have to do. It's almost become a magnet, right? I think people crave authenticity, like real authenticity, and it's kind of like this beautiful side of confidence when you just exude it. So you have nothing have to do, which is almost like a state of exactly,
1: exactly. I I I love how you simplified that. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yes, and for our topic today, we would love to talk about living our dreams and our focus really will be living our dreams for women in midlife right which uh-huh. is really like the majority of our audience so I'm gonna start by just like you know giving you the space to tell a little bit about your story and how does your story inspired you to help others find a way to live their dreams
1: yeah, so uh, my story is quite long, but I'm going to kind of, you know, sum it up really quickly to say that um, I had a very bad marriage. And that was basically my turning point in my life, because I had a baby at that point And I knew that I had to give him a good life. So I had dreamt of moving to Canada forever, like since I was a kid, because my aunt lives in Ottawa and, um, you know, she would bring back stories and things and it would always fascinate me. So when this happened, I just decided to immigrate with my son. So here I was, no job, nothing. And I immigrated with a three and a half year old uh, to Canada. And that is when I realized that, even though we had this dream of coming here and having a good life, it was a struggle. It was a huge struggle because I didn't find a job in my field, I had to work in a factory for uh, uh, two years and that was very tough. And at that point, I suppose, I started thinking of how to um, supplement my income. But because my son was so young, I could not really devote as much time because I had no support network. I was alone, basically. And even though there were some really kind people who helped me, but you know, it's always like a little, you know, grocery trip here, and maybe a ride there. And beyond that, it was all me. So my dream of, uh, you know, supplementing my income took a long time to happen. And also, I come from a business family. My family has been in business for over 70 years, but I ran away because I didn't want to get into a business because I saw my dad working so hard. Uh, I would hardly see him. Uh, He was always at the factory and things like that. So I thought I equated hard work and no connection with family or very minimal connection with family to business. And I didn't want that because I was the only parent my son had. So that's what kind of led me through different life situations, even here in Canada, that, um, finally it, I just decided that, you know what? I just have to start a business because I need that extra cash. That is how I started my business. But that took a different turn when I started falling in love with the, the idea of entrepreneurship, with business strategy, with marketing, when I started working with coaches. That is when my mind completely shifted and I said, okay, I can see myself working for no money, but for fulfillment. So that I suppose would define my, my journey as an entrepreneur. So that, and that's how I got, and I actually pivoted quite a few times too. I started off as a culinary teacher. I would teach Indian cooking. And oh, then, wow. yes, and then I moved to being a professional photographer because I loved taking Photos of the food more than I love teaching, uh, you know the the recipes, and then from professional photographer for health reasons, I started getting into business coaching because I would be photographing women, and all these women would ask me, "How do you manage to have a full time job? You're a single mother, and you're running a business." And that's when you know ideas started going through my head that you know I could um, help women learn how to balance all of this because I did it for myself. And um, I find so much uh, fulfillment and joy. I make so many new connections. And um, I suppose that is what kind of pivoted me into coaching. And I definitely think this is my calling. I absolutely enjoy, and I love working with the women that I work with.
0: Wow. Okay. You have such a fascinating story. I did not know about the cooking before the photography. So this is super cool. (laughs) I love it. And there's so many amazing things in San Antonio. So I'm going to highlight a couple here that I want to sort of go deeper. But one of the things you mentioned that for me really resonated is when you look back at the early stages, when you had something very difficult happen for you back home and you immigrated Mm -hmm. under difficult circumstances with a young child, no job, literally all of the, you know, safeties in life were taken away. Right. And even though that was such a difficult time, it was still the propeller to put you on your path to fulfillment, which is such a beautiful thing. Thank but you. also, I think something that really sort of hit my heart is when I see people like yourself that, regardless of their circumstances, still make it work, still get it done, you know, even against all odds because your mission and your values for caring for your your family and your son and eventually your business and your clients is that big and that important. And I think that is something that I see that a lot of women sometimes struggle finding is what are those lenses you said at the beginning? What are those values and that very core passion and mission inside their hearts? Because when you have that, it's a fire. It's unstoppable, right? So from your journey, but also how you help clients, For women that are maybe unhappy with where they are, either in a career or even in a job, like, you know, some women start jobs and then they don't quite find that fire right away. What are some tips or strategies for getting closer to that mission inside of us?
1: That is such a fantastic question, Juliana, because working, having worked with clients for over the last six years as a coach, the biggest thing I see that women, kind of need is a a vision. And they don't have it. Why? Because they lack clarity. They are not aligned with who they are, because they are trying to be someone that probably they're not aligned with, because maybe their career, their profession demands it, their family life demands it. But at the core of who we are, it's very simple. You know, we are who we are, and we have certain values, like you mentioned, there are really simple values which we don't connect with. And those are authenticity, like every everyone has an authentic self, yeah. right? And we don't connect with it. Authenticity is one and integrity. I think if we have these two values in place, everything else becomes secondary because you come from a place of authenticity and you do everything else with, with integri- uh, integrity. And um, to me, I think those are the two things that led me to my vision. And that helps me help my clients get to their vision as well, because I help them connect with their authentic selves first before they decide what they want their businesses to look like, because we all have a personal brand. And this is something I'm super passionate about, whether we are aware of it or not, You know, there are people that talk about us when we are not in the room. And that is our personal brand. But the thing is that are we in control of what people say about us? So if we are not intentional about our personal brand, we can't control what people say. And that's why it is important for us to know and connect with our values first, to know what our personal brand is, so that, one, we can define our vision. We have more clarity. That helps us define our mission. And that is what kind of leads people to serve others. Whether you are an entrepreneur or not, you're serving someone else all the time. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're not connected with yourself, you're not aligned, you don't have that personal brand, you can't come up with your vision and your mission, you know, and they kind of go hand in hand. So if you have a vision and mission already, but you had not thought about your personal brand intentionally, it's going to be super easy to come up with that and vice versa. So they're kind of, I cannot prioritize one over the other. They're kind of, you know, go hand in hand in that way. So, yeah, um, that's that's what I think. And that's what I help my clients do is, you know, connect with themselves and see who they are authentically. Because there's no point in doing work that doesn't fire us up. Like you said, like yeah, a lot yeah. of us, you know, do things that we are not fired up by uh, by that. Absolutely. So, and even yeah.
0: like the things you said, like the way that I hear them is like, yeah, it's living life by duty versus by design, right? And mm-hmm. anytime mm-hmm. you live it by design, it's almost like this self motivating inner fire yes. that you end the day and you're grateful, you're excited, you're joyous. And then when you're living by duty, say a different day, different tasks. Yes, a lot of times during the day and you need to refill your unfulfillment with food and drinks and snacks, right? Which I do often in Mm -hmm. my work. I explain that to women all the time. Mm -hmm. Also, energy levels are low and just like you're maybe have a headache, you just don't feel good, right? And I see so many people and I think you do too, you know, mostly I would say if they're like you know, doing jobs that you don't like, but waiting mm-hmm. for the weekend its all, or waiting for a vacation almost to escape life, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Rather mm-hmm. than every day is just a yes. wonderful experience to just be your joyous self. And this episode is brought to you by The Wage Release Shift, a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually, more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey, which is weight release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones, eat for your needs and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below to learn more, visit naturallyjoyous.ca/release, and I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better. So, for somebody stuck in that place, either or entrepreneurship or in say like a corporate job, what would be the first like couple steps? for them to start either getting out of the situation or becoming more
1: aware? Like what would be like a little bit of an actionable step they can take? Yeah, so it's actually quite simple. Um, The first thing they need to do is just stop and reflect. And we are always, you know, on the go and that's what we don't do. We don't stop and reflect. So the stop and reflection part is reflect on, you know, who do I want to be maybe 10 years? from now? And then work backwards to think, okay, if I have to be there for, you know, when I'm like 10 years from now, where should I be five years from now to be able to get to that 10-year mark and basically reverse engineer. So, you know, the, the another question that I often ask my clients is that imagine if you were back to your childhood and you were a kid and you had a dream, like, think of why did you not fulfill that dream? Like some of them will say, oh, I wanted to be a dancer or someone will say, I wanted to be, um, you know, a painter or something like that. And then I would ask them, obviously, they were, if they were not in that profession I, and very few people are, you know, because we think, oh, those were childish dreams, right? Yeah. But as a pure soul, as a pure heart, that is actually what we should become, you know? And um when I ask them that question, I say if money was never a worry, you know, forget about responsibilities, think that you are living for yourself, what would the childish dream be that you know you might want to bring back right now? And that is what kind of leads them to come up with that vision maybe 10 years down the line. I would love to be, you know, a dancer again. I'd love to be able to dance or, you know, write music, do do whatever. And then, you know, reverse engineer and work your way back so you know, okay, if I have to be there in 10 years, this is where I need to be at five years, this is where I need to be at three years and one year, and so on. So that is something which I make every single one of my clients do. That is number one. Number two is, um, and I, it changed my life. There is a strength finder test, Gallup. So there's, it's called the Clifton Five. So anybody can Google it, and they can find it. And all you need to do is do the, just take the top five strengths test. You don't need the full 34 strengths. And when you understand, we sometimes think that, you know, Excel is our strength or communication is our strength, but it's not always that we may be good at that, but it doesn't mean that it sets us on fire. Like I could, you know, I'm good at writing, but that doesn't mean that I feel energized by it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I acquired that skill, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's an innate strength. So it's important for people to take that test and it's super affordable. It's just about 20 bucks uh, US mm-hmm. and people can take the test and they get all the explanations around what the strengths mean, how they can use those strengths. And literally that changed my life because I noticed, I observed certain strengths that I had and I had never taken them seriously. And that put me on a completely different trajectory in life, which has only gotten better and better. so i I would think that those two would be you know, two steps that they can take right away yeah. and get
0: started. That's amazing. And this last point too, like Tony says something so important. I think so many women, take for granted the things that they're naturally good at, right? I think Uh it's like so easy to just think, well, it comes easy to me. Therefore, it's probably not a big deal. And doing this test is such a Outside of us, non subjective way to reflect Mm -hmm. back on what you're good at. So I love that perspective. And I'm just curious this is like pure curiosity because I've done the test and I have my five Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. minutes up here Uh, to refresh my mind. What is your top one, if you don't mind sharing this? Not at
1: all. It's actually a relator. And Mm -hmm. my strengths fall into the group of strategic thinking. And when I found that out and I went into coaching like with gusto because I knew that I could help my clients with my, you know, with my strengths and everything to help them come up with their strategy. And that's what I teach my clients. I teach them how to run their business based on strategy and not like social media fads and trends and things like that. So, yeah, so that's my, Relator is my top strength.
0: I love Absolutely. it. I'll tell you mine just for fun. So my yeah. top one is The Achiever, Oh which relates to every personality test I take. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that is good. Um, my that second is one is strategic and my third Mm -hmm. one is also relator so I think that's why we get along so well
1: (laughs) I know you know my second one is strategic as well my third one is I think uh third one is I think ideation now I can't remember yeah Yeah, like I I recently took and I think fourth one is learner oh love it Right. Yeah, I'm learning all the time. All yes, the Yes, I love it.
0: That is such an amazing strategy. And something else you said that I just wanted to sort of highlight, and I was mm-hmm. even contemplating for myself, as you're saying, is a whole concept of going back to our childhoods and mm-hmm. you know, looking back, what really do we love even, you know, to play or pretend yes. to be? And looking back at my life, I would say the most fulfillment I would get were two things. One, Organizing things, <laughs> which wow, I, oh, I've always been crazy as a child. I would spend hours organizing my toys until I was so tired I didn't want to play anymore, <laughs> and uh, <with> Barbies <laughs> and stuff. So cute. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, like organizing, even in a in the sense of organizing my life and my business and my clients' life, right. is such a prevalent strengthen me right and the mm-hmm. other one is teaching uh, so we play like I was playing with my sister all the time like I used to use my grandma she was an actual school teacher and um, we had her old handouts from when she actually taught like you know piles of them and it was my favorite thing to do and play with and now looking at how much time I spend behind a camera microphone and teaching mm-hmm. all sorts of things like it's and it's just so natural and fun to me still, so I love mm-hmm. that recommendation, because it is so true, and sometimes we don't even think back, right are the things that Correct. were so inspiring back then. So mm-hmm. that is awesome. I love it. Thank what you. is your process, Tony mm-hmm. for? So when you're doing reflections and things like mm-hmm. that, I'm a mind mapper. I can't journal mm-hmm. for some reason. That's how my brain works. What is your process for doing those deep reflections?
1: I'm a journaling junkie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah yeah I actually have five journals that I write in almost every single day and um, but a lot of my clients have never journaled you know and some of them catch on and they enjoy it but not everybody is a you know likes journaling let's Mm -hmm. put it that way
0: yeah
1: so my process I love mind mapping too because that's what I do a lot in my day job I help, uh, you know, when I'm coaching these big fortune 500 companies, we often do a lot of mind mapping and Mm -hmm. creative brainstorming and things like that. But for me, I think journaling, I usually start with a prompt. And the prompt is usually the question that I'm asking myself. Yeah, it could be anything, it could be a life decision, it could be a business decision, it could be anything. And that's what I use. And then you know i keep going deeper and deeper and and this is an exercise that tony robbins does a lot is you know you keep asking seven levels of why mm-hmm. why do i want this so if i want, if i just say oh uh, should i eat an ice cream i'm just making it too simple you know and silly <laughs> yes. but but just to say like you know say i want to eat an ice cream and then i'll say okay why do i want to eat eat an ice cream and maybe the answer is oh because i just want something sweet And then I'll ask myself, why do I want something sweet? So it goes deeper and deeper. And you could get to your, the real reason why in like four or five steps, four or five levels. But I would still suggest you go seven levels deep because that is when you really, really uncover the deepest reason why you want to do certain, you know, that certain something or why you are thinking a certain way or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So that is that is my process. And that obviously involves journaling. And I like to, you know, keep journaling. And I another another thing which I do, uh which I call meditative journaling is with that, I have that prompt, but I don't use that prompt consciously. What I do is I'll just do like a five minute meditation, I'll just quieten down, calm myself, breathe, and then I'll just imagine that I'm bathed in a light, and that light can be any color that you want, right? And then you're bathed in that light. And after after the five minute meditation is over, I just take my journal and I start freestyling, like write anything. Sometimes it's gibberish, sometimes you know it it makes sense, but most often it doesn't make sense. But if you do it, and especially I do this a lot if I'm if I'm really struggling with something really deep and I'll do this over a period of three or four days and I immediately start seeing a pattern because it's a subconscious mind that kind of speaks to me and I'm writing. And it might seem like the first couple of times, it might seem that, oh my God, like they are so disjoint, it makes no sense. But after three or four iterations, you'll find that there is a pattern and you just have to know how to interpret it, that's it. So Mm. that's one of my favorite processes of doing Um, deep work i'm really
0: glad i asked you this question actually (laughs) i love that answer and i think like this is such a brilliant idea because a lot of times if we're just like forcing too much we can just see what our minds already see but a lot of Mm -hmm. times the answers are more a little bit hidden right on the back so Mm -hmm. that is amazing
1: yeah and
0: my next question for you tony is a big one (laughs) Uh uh-huh How would you guide women that, and maybe not to guide, but like some women may have trouble giving themselves permission to even Mm -hmm. contemplate living their dreams Mm -hmm. for somebody in that specific place in their lives. What are some, you know, ideas or suggestions for them to start giving themselves permission to just do what they love?
1: That is actually such an excellent question, Juliana, because most women, they just want that permission. They somehow can't give themselves that permission. And um, when people go through this, you know, at least the first couple of exercises of finding their vision and mission and, you know, getting their strength, I think that kind of builds their confidence up a little bit. And they kind of start, they, they just need someone to tell them that, you know what, you should act on this. That's what most women do. I have actually, in my experience, I have seen a very rare person who gives herself the permission and does it. It's usually, and that's why it's important to have a coach, no matter what you're trying, whether you're trying to improve your health, you know, like you help women do, whether you're trying to build your business in, you know, whatever it is. You need a coach because your coach has been there already and done that. And they can help you even come up with that, you know, clear that mindset and shift it to the right place so that you can take those next steps. You can give yourself, you know, the permission that you think you can't. And oftentimes what happens is, especially the women that I work with, they have families, right? They have partners or husbands or whoever. And they seem to feel that if they do something that, you know, helps them pursue their dream, they're taking away from their family. Yeah. They're But what they don't understand is they're actually not. Because I know from my personal experience that when I was building my business, of course, I was, you know, being a single parent, I had to devote a lot of time to my business, which my son didn't receive from me, right? So it was, yeah. I... I had to make that compartment, right? That, okay, this is now my time to work on my business. But I am so proud of who my son has grown up to be because he watched me. He watched me and he learned his own lessons. So we have to, as women, we have to think that if we are following our dream, we are teaching our kids to follow their dreams as well. If we are living an independent life kind of thing, so to speak, like independent in the sense that you're not, you know, doing everything selfishly, but you are making your own decisions, you are doing things that, you know, bring you joy, your children will also learn, because you are their biggest role model. And that is why even though women don't give themselves permission, most of the time, in my experience, they don't, but they just need a light nudge, and that's it. And they they feel, and especially after they've done these exercises, they feel that, yeah, I think I can do it because I think I know what my strengths are and I can work on those and uh, make it happen. So, yeah, that was a very deep question. I know it's a bit of a long-winded answer, but uh, in my experience, that's what it is. Most women cannot, it's a very rare woman who will give herself the permission to um, to do something.
0: I hear that often as well in my work, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that usually happen after they do embark in the Mm -hmm. process and somebody recently like a, a past client she was on my podcast as well talking about her experience and she said that it was almost like Now she sees that she was investing in herself because putting Mm. that time into her, she has so much more energy now and contentment, and she's in such a better place in life that she has more time for her family afterwards, right? So sometimes I think it's trusting that process, especially at the beginning of that permission phase, but also something else I want to highlight, that the way I see similarly to what you said is that when we are not giving ourselves permission so in this example you had because for example you have your business and your child right so there's that Mm -hmm. whole conflict in a way because there's just so many hours and one tony right (laughs) Right. exactly so the way i like to look at it is that the problem with lack of permission is that women is only seeing the drawbacks of Mm -hmm. what she's doing right and what you just highlighted is the other side of the coin, is the benefits that yes, even though physically I was not a hundred percent sitting down on the floor and playing with my child, he grew up seeing that and therefore he got all these benefits now from that experience. And I think a lot of times that's what's missing. They're only looking at half of the story, the drawbacks, exactly. right? Yes. And I love how you gave a very, very big and massive example of what is on the other side of living your dreams and pursuing whatever it is, right? Very similarly to myself and my husband that I spend so much time doing what I love Mm -hmm. and maybe not as many times doing fun things out there. But when we are together, we're both in such a happy place that our yes. time together is better, right? Absolutely. Than if I was just like sitting down on the couch for five hours a day with him watching TV and numbing ourselves, yeah. like nothing yeah. wrong with TV, but Definitely. you know,
1: it's an yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, like you're both present with each other because you're coming from a happy place and into another happy place, right? So yeah, yeah I, I, I love that. Like there, there could be women who don't have young kids, but you know, they're with their significant other And they might think that, oh, I'm taking time away from them. But I love what you said. Yes, because you're more present with them. You know, you're not just sitting on the couch and someone's watching TV. The other person's on their device or something like that. And just, you know, just being together for the heck of being together. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it could be for food and for business. I think it's never about quantity. It's always about quality Mm -hmm. and intentionality, right? (laughs) always, always. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. You share so many amazing strategies and tips and I really love how your mind works. (laughs) And (laughs) I know like from what I know about you, like you truly master the balance of doing so much but doing things well. And I think that is just so inspiring. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit because I also know we have a new book that just
1: came out. So
0: tell us about the book. Uh, Give us a little bit of like a summary.
1: Yeah, so thank you so much for bringing that up. Yes, that was in the making for a while. But then I just kind of said, you know what, I have to do it. And uh, I got it done in about five weeks flat. And wow, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so it's called Winning Idea Profitable Business, uh, Five Steps to Guarantee Your New Business Idea is a winner in any economy. And the reason I i know it's a long name, but <laughs> the reason I kind of wrote this is it's a it's, um, you know, I have so much experience in coaching in corporate, right? I'm an innovation coach in the corporate realm. Then I've been working with small business owners for so long, there's so much that I wanted to bring from the corporate growth strategies that could, you know, I mean, the corporates have a lot of money to spend, but we as small business owners don't, right? Right, right. And I often find that when somebody starts a business, and not not necessarily a woman, but anyone that starts a business ends up spending money in the wrong places and at the wrong times. So for me, again, it's back to that strategy, having that strategy where you know that whatever idea you're bringing into the market is actually profitable before you spend a dime on it. And that is my, you know, that's my book. It's a step-by-step guide. Mm. It's got like five steps and then another bonus step of, you know, what you do after the fifth step, of course, because people need to understand that it is a process. Starting a business is not just throwing spaghetti at the wall. And how do I know? Because I've done it myself, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) So when I started becoming more strategic, then obviously my whole business changed, and I changed, and you know, it, it's it's a transformation. So that is what my business, uh, my book is all about: helping people validate their idea, making sure that there is a you know a product to market fit, whether it's a product or a service, it doesn't matter, but that there is a need for that yeah, because yeah. the most common reason that businesses fail, and by the way, twenty percent of businesses fail within the first year is that there was no need for that product or service in the marketplace. So I want to make sure that people understand this, that there is a strategy and there is a method to the magic. I love you know? it. Yeah, so. this is
0: fantastic. I love everything yeah. about
1: it. <laughs> and really, as you help people
0: combine what is most important to them, the authenticity, and I know that's what you do in your culture, mm-hmm. you're doing, your coaching, getting people to yes. do what they love. And then you yes. match that with a market need. That is yes. truly the recipe for unstoppable success. <laughs>
1: so, I love Absolutely. it. Oh. It may be
0: slow, but it's sure to, yeah. to hit it. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, Tony, so good. So for those that wanted to either get your book or connect with you on social media, what are the best places for them to find you?
1: Yeah, so my book is available on Amazon as a Kindle book or as a paperback. Mm -hmm. Um, So they can just either search for my name or search for the name of the book, Winning Idea Profitable Business and get Mm -hmm. that. And um, I hang out a lot on Facebook, and on LinkedIn, Instagram, not so much, but anybody can find me on LinkedIn by my name, Tony Chowdhury. Uh, I'm, I'm open to connecting on Facebook, Tony choudhury or uh, my business page, which is Women Who Win with Tony Chowdhury, both on LinkedIn and on Facebook.
0: Wonderful. And I'll make sure to put the links down below in the, the, in the show so notes
1: much. as well. So it's easy for people to find uh,
0: find you. Thank you so much for your time. I'm deeply grateful. This was such a wonderful conversation, as amazing as I knew it was going to be. <laughs> uh, such a
1: pleasure, Tony, to have you here today. Thank you so much, Juliana. I, I am really grateful that you had me on your show and I was able to share my thoughts and my experience with your audience. And uh, yeah, it's always amazing talking to you. Aww. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.